hope you guys are doing well out there and I hope that this year has been, if not amazing for you, at the very least, salvageable. <laughs> it seems like Mother Earth is not having the best 2020 and neither other people on it. But with that said, hopefully the Epic Gardening podcast and the world that we live in as gardeners provides at least a, be, a bit of a respite from all the things that are going on. And one thing that's really fantastic to do if you want to dip your toes in the world of in-ground gardening, forming up beds in the ground, then that's what this episode's all about. So prior to the new property, I had grown in ground only potatoes and some ornamentals, some natives. Now that's all well and good, but what if you wanted to do something on a more production scale, like you want to grow tomatoes or corn or peppers or whatever the case may be, but in the ground because you have a little bit more space or you just simply want to try it out. Well, I'll go through what I did to my soil, bearing in mind that my soil conditions are my soil conditions, so it may change for you. Here is what I ended up doing. First of all, I took a look at the soil. I moved the mulch away. It was a natural wood chip mulch. We moved that away and then we took a look. I could barely get even the tip of a round head shovel in the soil. So immediately that says that's a compacted soil. And I even saw little bits of sod or grass that probably were just scraped off from the people that had remodeled the house. And so I said, this has been a compacted and or dead lawn for probably years or maybe even decades. So we need to do a little rehab there. Next, I did a very simple mason jar test where what you do is you grab a couple representative soil samples, fill a mason jar halfway full, fill the rest with water, shake it up, let it sit overnight, and you can see the different types of soil particles that are in your soil, which lets you know the rough makeup of the soil. So what'll happen is sandy particles, the largest ones will fall down first, then you have silt, then you have clay. Well, when I did it, I saw only clay. There were, there were no particles of any meaningful size, all these tiny, tiny particles, which jives with compaction and jives with the texture of the soil that I saw, because when I looked at it, I said, I'm pretty sure this is almost all clay. Now, when you're going to improve clay, you might say, oh, well, I should add some sand in there because clearly there isn't any sand in there or else there would not be full clay soil. Well, that is true, but at the same time, you need something that lightens it a bit more. You need some more fluffy organic matter that's going to really give that soil some squish, give it some ability to resist compaction. And so that's really what I did. I actually did the unthinkable and I rototilled a patch up. Now, I'm not a big till every year type of person, first of all, for the soil structure, but second of all, just for the work and expense. So why would I till the first time? Well, like I said, extremely compacted. So I tilled down to about four or five inches or so, worked that soil, then I put on some basic amendments, just a basic garden soil type of product. Nothing too fancy, organic matter. I also threw on a healthy dose, compost and worm castings in there. I tilled that in. So I tilled that into the soil to fix a little bit at least of that soil structure, at least in this bed that I formed. It's about 10 feet long, about 30 inches wide. So I did that. At that point, what I did is I then topped it off with a really high quality potting style mix. So you can use something that you get at the big box store. There's a bunch of reputable brands out there, but things like Espoma or Fox Farm or Recipe 420, there's a bunch of these other ones. I like Espoma a lot. I work with Espoma extensively and their raised bed mix 
It's kind of hard to get on the West Coast, at least right now, but it is fantastic. And so I put a bunch of bags of the raised bed mix on top, and then I formed up my bed. So now what we've done is we've tilled down about four inches, but also built the bed up about four or five inches and kind of semi-mounded it. So we have six to eight inches to play with, which is more than enough to get started. Because remember, we're actually growing in the ground. It's not like there's only six inches of soil. There's a lot more, but that soil has to start improving, has to get looser, more workable, and we have to be able to work in it. So that's what I did. I gave it a nice, healthy watering in at that point, and then I planted in some tomatoes, some peppers, some onions. Of course, you could just let this wait. You could let that soil life start to come back. You could maybe throw some inoculants on there, like a mycorrhizal inoculant or some sort of soil activator style product. But I just kind of let mother nature go with it and plant it in. And so far, all of the plants seem to be taking quite well. And I can tell you for a fact that if I had done that just with the clay in the yard, they would have been wilted within a day and they probably would be dead as I speak to you right now. So that was my method. There's a lot of different approaches to doing this. Some slow, some fast. I chose one that was quite fast. If you want to go slow, what you could do is you could sheet mulch with cardboard. Then you could throw a couple inches of compost on top. Then you could grow a cover crop and you could till that cover crop in once. And then you could amend slightly and then plant in. But that's going to take you a season, basically, or at least a fall through the winter. And then you can come back and do it in the spring. So I didn't want to wait that long on this particular little bed. In other areas of the yard that I have more time to play with, I'll do it that way. It's way cheaper and way less time intensive to do that. So I will do it that way. But this time was a quick and dirty one to get the job done. And that's exactly what I did. So hopefully that was helpful. Good luck in the garden and keep on growing. If you're hungry for more epic gardening content or you are a visual or video learner, then come follow me over on Instagram. It's actually where I meet most of my gardening friends, including many of the guests that you've heard on this podcast. It's a fantastic community we've got over there. So head on down to the podcast description or follow me at at Epic Gardening, and I'll see you over on Instagram. Good luck in the garden and keep on growing.